Welcome to the Jesus in Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode one, with George Atcherson and me, Brett Hart. Good evening, George. What up? Man, it feels good to say that. Like, dude, legit, straight dude, up. Dude, dude. Finally. How long here. have we talked about this? I think we talked about it for... Six months, seven six, months. It would be just before my first competition would be that tap out cancer competition. Right. And I was on... Were we together? We were driving. Yeah. We had just come back from Epic before we had decided to go and compete. And I was like, you know, we talk really well, that kind of thing. And um, we were just like, what if we had a podcast? And then we kind of just brushed it off. And then we... Then we're like, Jesus and jiu-jitsu. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, but, but today's podcast is just going to be about how this happened. What okay. kind of influences we had, you know? And uh, we're going to go back to back in the day. Back to the basics. To the, back to the beginning. Yeah. With how, how you found jujitsu and how your weight loss happened. Because we both lost a bunch of weight before this whole, uh, before jujitsu and that, the whole inspiration. I was 360 pounds. I'm six foot three, but I was 360 pounds. I've got five kids and i remember i was after i got out of the shower i was kind of put my clothes on in the mirror in the bathroom and i was like bro you're gonna die like you've got to do something it almost felt like god was telling me like right now it's time to go so i did the gym thing right i tried to go to the gym i got on the treadmill i couldn't find any motivation for lifting i was like oh man this is all real heavy and could was super weak even though i was that big i was still super weak right so i was working in granberry at the time and when i was real young i remember taking a couple kickboxing classes so i found a place on the internet called epic fight and fitness and called them they said come check them out so i went over there and met a guy uh, who's my coach Dondi morgan and started just doing some kickboxing classes there after work and after the kickboxing class, it, we just we just had small mat space at that time. It was probably like eight eight hundred square feet, probably. I remember looking at all the jujitsu guys sitting on the side of the mat, stretching out, and I was like, "Those are some killers. <laughs> those, uh, <laughs> those are a different breed." I would stay and watch them warm up, and I think I was most intimidated, not so much by the technique, not by about getting choked, not about you know combat in itself but i was the the warm-up looked rough right and we'll get into this later but your past like the next podcast will like the next one's going to be the legit one right like of fighting so fighting for you is not nothing you know what i mean it's not a far stretch no and you know so i just remember watching these guys and their geese and these gals and they're shrimping up and down the mat they're hitting somersaults. I'm 38 years old. Like I ain't somersaulted since who knows how long. Right. So I'm watching them somersault and I'm watching them grip battle and I'm watching them go sweep for sweep, just getting warmed up. And then, you know, Dondi walks out like a flipping gorilla onto the mat and just starts breaking it down and everybody's circled up and they're teaching that he's teaching technique. And I was like, gosh, so after that one jujitsu class, I watched, I said, hey, coach, I said, uh, you know, I really want to get into this jiu-jitsu class with you guys, but 
man, I'll be honest, my gas tank can't handle it. I'm going to kickbox a little bit longer. And he's like, George, man, you ain't never going to get a jiu-jitsu gas tank by kickboxing. You're going to have to do jiu-jitsu. I said, okay. So I started to not come to the kickboxing class. I started coming to the jiu-jitsu class and would literally get beat up bad every four or five days a week just getting slaughtered by people just choked out because i'm a big dude everybody's going super hard and i can just remember it was probably four months before i might have gotten on top side control position i mean just getting blasted just over and over and over and you know i at that point, I still do. I live an hour away from Weatherford where Epic Fight and Fitness is. And that that drive home was just brutal some nights. I'm just like, why am I doing this? My body hurts everywhere. I completely suck at this. You know what I mean? I couldn't figure out why the next day I would just keep showing up. And, man, I really truly think it's a God thing, you know, honestly. Because just the way that he worked it out in my life and how he's working it out today... But I started making friends and building relationships and friendships, team, you know, Mm. having teammates that I've never had before for a long time, you know, and that's really important too. So as I started to get in a little bit better shape and a little bit better shape, I remember my coach coming up to me one time and he's like, at this point they started calling me Zilla. He's like, Zilla, he's like, we're going to get you down to like 270. And I looked at him like, "There (laughs) there ain't no way, coach. You know what I mean? So wait, how did they, when did they start calling you Zilla? Man, um, it was probably just a couple months after I started. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So got a pretty legit nickname pretty quick. So pretty saying, excited about that. Good. that. I've heard some. Right I've heard some 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 gnarly ones. That one's pretty cool. But uh, no, you know, just really started just getting into it. And then of course went on the gi buying trip where you just nice. gotta have a gi here, gotta have a gi there. And, my wife's like, is that another gi? I'm like, no, it's the same one. She's like, why are you pulled out of plastic? Uh, uh, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah. But uh, no, jiu-jitsu's been good to me, man. I saw I went, I've lost 100 pounds. Um, I have motivation to lift now. I have motivation to do cardio because I want to be better at jiu-jitsu. You know, I want to lift to be better at jiu-jitsu. I want to do cardio so I can have more rounds so I can be better at jiu-jitsu. You know, um, what about you? Tell me about you. So, I mean, at the time of this recording, you're 43. 43. And I'm 21. And a baby. Brand new 21 at that. A b- b- baby. And so, I mean, the span of time is 22 years between us. You yeah. know what I mean? So, about the time when you started jujitsu, I was still, I mean, you were 38. So, I was like 8th grade. Yeah. Yeah, eighth grade. So I was, I mean, when it, I was never in sports. I was never in sports. I never did anything like that. Um, as soon as I got into high school, I, I went into the band. That was my gig right there. I uh, played the sousaphone for a little Ray. The sousaphone? Sousaphone. Sousaphone. I played sousaphone, tuba, and baritone. Just getting after it. Those are all horns? All horns. I don't play none of that wooden interest. (laughs) None of that. Got you. Got you. (laughs) Just brass. But it was physical, but it wasn't enough to keep me, you know, fit. I, uh, you know, I grew up in a a 
I wouldn't say lower middle class. You know, we didn't struggle, you know, to eat, but we didn't have money to be eating healthy because eating healthy can be expensive. It's expensive. For sure. It's a racket. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there might be some research that needs to be done in that kind of thing. It's the system, man. They don't want us healthy, bro. But I, uh, you know, when you're a family that is lower middle class, you just, you got to do what you got to do. And what you got to do is fried chicken and just meals. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Big fat. High carb meals. You know, triple, like get three plates. You know what I mean? Of just towering a spaghetti. Chili. Like my favorite meal, my favorite meal from back in the day was you would take a, a bag of Doritos and mm. you would crunch, crunch them up. Sounds like a jail spread. It does sound like a jail spread. It gets it gets. If you say you wrap it in a hot towel in a plastic bag and put no. it under your mattress. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And you eat it with a, a plastic fork. Well, so what you do is you take those, you crunch them up, not into powder, but like chunks. Mm-hmm. You take... Just hamburger meat um, and taco seasoning. You put the hamburger meat, you know, make like if you're going to make tacos. But then you take uh, ranch style beans mm. and, uh, yeah, you mix all those together with just a ton of cheese. It's called, we called it taco salad. <laughs> nothing, nothing, no lettuce. No lettuce. No, nothing healthy about it. And I mean, we would. <laughs> but here's the thing. You get two bags of Doritos, two pounds of hamburger meat. You're eating for days, bro. Like it's getting after it, super cheap, super effective. And I mean, I grew up in a house of four, well, a house of six, because I had four brothers and three of them lived with us at the time. So I mean, it was just a big, and we we're all boys, all boys, and we're big dudes by nature. All y'all are big dudes. I mean, I think my two, I have a set of twin brothers younger than me. They're like 190 pounds, but they're six foot seven. They're you know crazy I mean? tall. And then I mean, Morgan, he's Two over two hundred pounds. John's over two hundred pounds, and they're my stepbrothers. But I mean, it don't matter. We're all big dudes, so we can eat. So my thing was, is my wife can cook so good, dude. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, it's like you go to restaurants and you turn your nose up at food because you're like, <laughs> what is this? Like, ooh, I could have stayed home and had chicken and dumplings mm. or. You know, stew of some kind, or there's, I mean, there's not nothing. You know, she makes a, a beef stir fry that's crazy. Is that what we had the other night? I think so. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, Ooh. there's not nothing. So, like, you know, coming from where I came from to just eating heavy, right. living the family life, man, I just packed on that weight super quick. And then I got a cushy job. Mm. So, I'm in the pickup all the time, driving to location, like, what's up, guys? Y'all need anything? No? Okay, see you later. And just got fat and happy, bro. Really? I mean, but I was fat and unhappy, honestly. You know what I mean? But jujitsu has put a level of discipline in my life that even through adversity and hardship and struggle and pain and hurt and loss and sacrifice, just still keep going back. Right. And, you know, the, the thing is with bigger guys who are a little bit taller and that kind of thing, and if you have all that weight, you have a – I think, at least with me, because I never lifted or anything, I always thought I was a big dude. I'm a big boy, you know what I'm saying? Because you always got called a big boy. Well, if you have, if you get called a big boy, I mean, you got things going on in your head like, yeah, I'm a big boy. I, I kind of know how to fight. No. No, I did not. <laughs> you know how to fall down. Yes. <laughs> you know to trip real. over your own feet and hit the ground hard. Well – I think it would be, I had already, it was 2018, no, it's 2019. 2019, I was working in a little grocery store, 
and United. United in Clyde, Texas. Big Clyde. I uh, I had gone. I went to go see uh, a movie with with my girlfriend at the time, now wife. We uh, Shan Bam. Shan Bam, and we went to the movie. It was the Avengers Endgame, and if you know anything about Avengers Endgame. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, he uh, he got fat in this movie. They put a big old belly on him in this movie. And let me tell you, I in, in kind of where we were talking about this God thing. I mean, for sure, I like had like I was sitting there looking at this, and I just thought, I almost look like that dude. No, I had a huge stomach. I was I had rolls, all that kind of thing, you know. And I was like, Yo, we got to change. And I started, I said, I said, okay, I'm going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I started losing a little weight. I went super hard, way too fast. Like, it was stupid. I went from, you know, let's say 3,600 calories a day, probably more than that, to 1,200, 800 calories a day. I would have four waffles for breakfast, put peanut butter on both of those waffles, like little peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then I would have salad for lunch. No meat, no meat. Salad for lunch, salad for dinner. That's it. Yeah, I remember you going hard. Like, I wanted it off mm-hmm. bad. Well, I think it would probably be a week or two into losing weight. I was up super late. Like, maybe like 3 in the morning or something like that. Couldn't sleep. And I was scrolling through YouTube, just, you know, going through that YouTube tree. TikTok wasn't out at this point, so we weren't. We was weren't it? Was it pre-Vine? Post Vine. Post Vine. It was in between. It was when Musically had its little thing, and ain't nobody, ain't nobody looked at that. Right. But I was sitting there, and I scroll past this video, and it's this dude, and it says Jocko Willink talks about leadership on the battlefield. It was a TED talk. I I remember this video exactly. I need to look it up, and I look at it, and I go, Oh, it's just an. And I verbally say this out loud. And one of these days we're going to have him on and it's going to make me feel super bad. But I said, oh, it's just another meathead. <laughs> I said it. I mean it. Like, just scroll by, like, with disgust. I was like, it's just another meathead. And I'm I'm 290 pounds, like, all fat. Like, who am I to look at Jocko <laughs> Willink, Navy SEAL, fought in the Battle of Ramadi, just a beast of a human Thank being. Thank goodness you didn't, like, comment something stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like keyboard warrior up on Jocko, like that's. Oh yeah, and I, and now that I look back at it, I'm like, I'm an idiot, and I, uh, I scroll past it. I don't watch it at first. <clears throat> Nothing else on YouTube. I scroll up, I click on it, and I watch this video, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever, mm-hmm. because I'm a I'm a history guy at heart. I love history, any part of history. I mean, you name it, and I'm interested in it. And I love military history. And I have a huge respect for those men and women. For For sure. sure, 100%. And I was like, okay. And then he talked about his podcast there for a second. I was like, he has a podcast? I was like, okay. I find his podcast and down the rabbit hole I went. I mean, just listening and listening and listening. I listened to probably, at this point, I've listened to every podcast. Which is crazy because like, I think about the same time that you were getting into Jocko. I was getting into Jocko where my coach was like, Hey bro, have you seen this? And I was like, what is it? And he showed me good. Yes. And I was like, shut up. 
what is this and why, 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 where has it been? You know, and then from there, just, you know, I think what men, okay, Mm -hmm. you you can't say some men, you can say men, men are craving leadership. For sure. Especially men crave to be taught how to be better. Men do. Not guys acting like men, not boys acting like men, but men. Men want to be taught. We want to learn. We want to. We want to get better. We want to strive. We want to be better for our families, our employers, our friends, our team, everything. And so, that whole good video put me on something a whole nother level of things. You know, being raised by my dad was a sergeant major in the Marine Corps, and being raised like that, it just reminded me so much the tone of his voice of like my dad's voice, and so it's like. I was like, wow, you know, and just so I was kind of already in my jujitsu journey a little bit. I didn't right. think it was like a two stripe white belt or three stripe white belt at the time. Whenever, whenever we had the, whenever you showed me good, maybe. Or when, I th- see, I think you. I don't know if it was like exact time, but it was just crazy how like as close as you and I have been for years. Well, in between there too. So in between, whenever I started working at United. I wasn't able to go to church or anything like that right. because I was living up there in Clyde. So we had right. like not separated or anything. We just didn't have the chance to talk right. as much. And then like about around the time I started listening to podcasts and I heard, you know, Jocko talks about jujitsu and everything. And I started at one. He had like 200 or 183 at the point. I started at number one. I'm like, if I'm getting into this, I'm getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything halfway. And he kept talking about jujitsu. And I was like, well, I know George does jujitsu. And I think one time I was like, hey, you ever hear of this guy, Jocko? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, look at this. And you showed me good. Okay. And I mean, at some point you were like, when are you going to come train? And I think it took a couple months for you to be like, when are you, we need to find you a jujitsu school. I wonder how many more podcasts you had to listen to before. I know that podcast number 23 is the one that made me finally You're go, like, that's it. That's it. I'm training. I'm training. I'm in it. And I mean, at that point, you had been bugging me. And then it was Jocko was bugging me. Like, it was all a culmination. And then that's when I was like, okay. I think it was a Friday night football game. We made the decision, and then uh, that Saturday we were going to go train. And at the time, you were a one-stripe purple belt. Was I? Yes. No the, way. Yeah, like straight purple belt at this time. Really? Already. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so where was the – did you train at Epic Fight and Fitness in Weatherford first, or did we go to Abilene No, first? We, went, we went to Abilene first. I – well – I think my first experience was at a place called Zombie BJJ. Yeah, shout out to Tanchi. Yeah. Um, I think that was my first experience in BJJ. Obviously, I came to your house, I think, a little bit. I love those guys at Zombie. They're yeah, freaking cool Great, dudes, great man. dudes. And great They're jiu-jitsu. warriors, bro. They straight get after it. Well, I mean, they just went to Pans here, and they yep. uh, they had a couple guys win. Yeah, Caesar, yeah. I think, got second place. Caesar got second, and then uh, I know... Can't remember what his Hunter. Name is, there's a guy named Hunter. I think that trains with those guys. I think he got third. It's something to be proud of. Well, well coming I mean, back with the pants podium picture is legit. Well, if you look at Hunter, he's the guy. From what I understand, he teaches all their striking right now. They really? just picked up striking not too long ago. They're straight getting after it. Good, like great people over there. Yeah. So we went there. I trained there. I guess it, it would be until COVID hit. 
which would be in March of 2019. And I'm and you got to understand, I'm young, young. When I found Jocko, I was 17. How old were you when you were training jiu-jitsu? You first I was started? 18. I was 18 when I first started. So I we showed we got together. We went there together. Yes. And I'm like, introduced you to Tanchi. And I'm like, he's yours now, Tanchi. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. I trained there for from September to COVID started in March. Mm-hmm. Like when it really, when it really locked down is what I mean by when yeah. it started is when like all the gyms and everything. I remember when that happened, I was eating at a restaurant and like the governor was like, we're shutting everything down. Right. We were like, we asked, I remember we asked the lady, we were like, can we stay and eat? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, the governor just shut it all down. I don't know what we're doing. Right. And we, um, but yeah, I trained there for, I guess. I don't Hard know. rounds over there. Oh, they have long rounds. And I I mean, here's another thing, too. I had lost weight, but I had no muscle. No strength. No strength. Big boy, but no strength. That's that's when they really beat you up. And every single one of those dudes, like at that time, some of the core group was like, we had a D1 wrestler there right at that point. Um, Logan Morrow was there as a brown belt. Monster. Oh, my goodness. Logan is a monster, (laughs) bro. Dude, straight killer. All day. Look, look, he those guys in Knox City, I follow their stories a lot. And those fools will legit still go straight old school and put the mats down at the living room in their house, dude. It's a huge shout out, just like we used to do here. Some, yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. and he's got his he's got a little place where he teaches a class and every time I look at their their story, I'm just dying to get over there. We've really got to make really it over there. Go over there yeah. We've got to take a group over there for sure. But that's kind of how we got into it, right? You got into it over there with Tanchi. Yeah. And then what happened? You kind of took a little break. Well, I mean, when COVID did happened. You, did you gain some weight back? Yeah, that's for sure. That definitely happened. Oh. But during COVID, I mean, no gym, no nothing. Now, I'm not making excuses. I could have worked out at home, and I should have. I had an exercise bike, but I just slacked off like most people did. You know what I mean? So I fell there hard. But at that point, I was kind of. Done, done done with jujitsu. Done with jujitsu. And I mean we we kind of fell out too. Like we didn't stop we didn't like have an issue, but like we stopped talking there for a second too. It was a it was crazy though. But Everything I mean was so crazy. Early days of COVID, that's when everyone was like, you know, you die after twenty eight seconds of having COVID. <laughs> yeah, don't touch the doorknobs. <laughs> yeah, like when old people really got it, young people got it, yes. you get it from cats. Yeah, I, there like wasn't like it from a cat. Yeah, there really wasn't. Dude, a Big part George there. is a cat person. Yeah, I love cats, bro. Cats love this. They do. It's <laughs> hand gesture. Listen, yeah. Um, so they were saying you can get COVID from cats. They're like, all right, Brett, talk to you later. Right. Yeah. Like, and I mean, we couldn't train. We couldn't nothing. I just, I had gotten a new job at that point, and I was like, I'm just gonna work. There's nothing else I can do. Really. Yeah. And. Uh, well, there wasn't nothing else I could do. I could go we home were, and work out. So then, but our church opened up, not um, in the sanctuary, but we were doing parking lot services where right. people were still in their vehicles. Right. So we still connected that way through church. Some, some, yeah. And right. I was still having issues. I would work on Saturday on Sundays. Yeah, I would work on Sundays, so I still couldn't. I couldn't show up to church, but I was there on like Easter. That was it. Oh no! Yeah, it like, you know. When we start getting into God's will and that kind of thing, I really think God put me out there in Abilene for, I guess it would be about a year, uh-huh. to teach me some things about this world. Like an itty-bitty worm on a great big hook. Yeah, for sure. 
and and you know Abilene's not that bad. You got some sketchy parts. Some sketchy parts in Abilene. But you know, I'm gonna go ahead and it's say worse it. now than it was whenever I was there. I mean, it's been two Facts. years, but it definitely showed me some things. You know, it showed me what you know retail and blue collar workers really are mm-hmm. from just. The dudes that you don't see at Walmart and Brookshire's and United's that are up at four in the morning in those stores grinding. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, you know, I'm not knocking I'm not knocking any of like just regular blue collar jobs. I'm just saying that it's, there's a lot more that goes into it than we think. And right. especially with COVID, because with COVID, we're like we're not unlocking the seal of the truck until it's been disinfected. Not not like this is how crazy it was. Like the whole back of the eighteen wheeler had to be disinfected, and the whole trailer on the outside. I trained. I trained the whole time during COVID. We had. <laughs> listen, we had. We had. I'm not gonna say who or where, but we all had super secret. Check okay. your temperature settings. Locked door I sessions. I was cut liver. They were brutal. They were gnarly. But you were still in. Were you still in Clyde then? Yeah, yeah, I was still living okay. in Clyde. I was living with my father at the time. Yeah, so I was way. I was a couple hours the other direction where I was going. Right. Yeah, it was just it was not feasible. No. And I hate it when that happens. It was not feasible, but at the same time, there was a lot of growth for me mentally because at this time, through COVID, I didn't have a whole lot of time to work out. I didn't have a whole lot of time to train jujitsu, or I couldn't do either. What about your girlfriend? Um, I didn't have a whole lot of time with her either. That stuff your balance hard. was off. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the balance was off. I was working, you know, twelve hour days, and you just there was no chance. And I would do like I remember, I would be off Thursdays and Fridays, and I, at the time the from Clyde to Eastland about an hour. It's about forty eight minutes. Yeah, but yeah, about an hour. I would work. I would get up at four. I would go to work from at five thirty. Work all day. Get off at three or four o'clock. Go home, change, drive to church on Wednesday nights. Right, and then I would go to church on Wednesday, and then after I left church, I would go over to their house and stay with them and just kind of talk to them for a little while. You know, hang out until about. What's your girlfriend and her family? Yeah, yeah. Until about ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and then I would drive an hour back home. So I'm not getting home till like twelve, one o'clock, and. It had to be done. You know Was I mean? giving you a hard time about not doing jujitsu at this point? Mm-mm. No, we. When did I really start coming back? Like, dude, what are you doing? Um, I that's that didn't happen until COVID started. Everything started loosening up on COVID. Uh-huh. I finally, I had proposed to Shannon already. Shambam. And. We were like chilling. And she said yes. Yeah, she said yes. Surprisingly, surprisingly. I don't, I don't know why. I, I think I don't she either. might say something different now with how much jujitsu I train right now. <laughs> <laughs> but at there was a point, and this is where we. This is where it's gone from zero to a hundred real quick with this podcast, with jujitsu, and then the school. Like everything's happened very bam, 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 bam. Um, I remember one day we had we had started getting closer through church and then i had been training with you a lot um we had trained at your house for mm-hmm. christmas yeah, i just looked at that picture i sent it to you right yep. it was december 25th 2019 yeah juice 
Juice was here with us. With that, that with hair, his long bro. hair. Looking God, he's good. a juicier stud, bro. Yeah. He came here. We we ate. We bust the mats out in the living room, and we had a good time. Good rounds. I got smashed. Probably. No, I know. I know. I did. <laughs> Dylan was here. Boo Boo was, was here. here. We were at our geese. Super skinny. I weighed like two hundred and fifteen pounds. No muscle. Yeah, he kind of looks hooked up to the frame to me. Um, that and I, that wasn't even as small as I was. I got down to two oh six. But then at some point, bro, you got back on your fitness game because I remember you sending me pictures um, of you rowing on the rowing machine and yeah. Clyde, and I was like, okay. And then like you sent me a picture of the of what the stairmaster was it a stairmaster stairmaster. And I remember getting on the Stairmaster and trying to beat your time. One time I was like, good gosh, this kid is getting it's after cardio, it. Bro. I was like, gum!" I was like. So through Jocko podcast, I mean, Jocko goes hard. He does. He don't pull no punches. No punches. And, you know, I would go through podcasts where he's like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, you better get after it. Like, what are you doing? I like the sugar coated lies. That oh, yeah. one. It's like, so good, dude. My wife probably hates me a little bit because my alarm whenever I wake up in the morning is literally Jocko going, wake up and wake up now. Like, <laughs> I'm sold out. But you got back on your fitness game. You got back on the Stairmaster. You got not back. in jujitsu yet, though. Not back in jujitsu yet. I'm, you, I've been training the whole time. You've been training too. the whole time. You're still getting rid of that kind of thing. But then you went to a little place called Peak Performance, right? Yeah, we went to Peak Performance. I've, I would go to Peak Performance on Saturdays um, for their, they have just open mat mm-hmm. and Peak Performance with Paul Holm and all those guys. It's where JP trains too. It's nasty. Gritty. Like, you want to go get some grit? Go there on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to just roll with guys that you don't know their name and, you know, are Every one of them is a stray beast. I mean, they just get into this, the mentality. Actually, that's where my coach Donnie Morgan. That's where he went to. It, it, where his that's his school where he went to school at. Where he trained his academy. Where he trained at. And so it's all family, right? You walk in there and it's all good. You know what I mean? I think that's where I first met. That is where I met first met JP and kind of had a discussion with him one day on a Saturday about you. And I said, "Man, I said I got my buddy Brett." He's just a younger cat, but he's a freaking stud, and I love him to death. Like, he's my family, and, man, he's he's way into the Jocko game right now. He's actually keeping me keeping me lined out and some stuff, and he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, what's his number, right? Now he, he just he sent, he sent the video to me. Yes. And then he so he did me. a cameo video. He sent it to me, pretty much called you out. Straight up. Straight up, bro. Put you on blast yes, in the video. For sure. In a, in a loving way. Yeah. In a loving way. And the later we get, he he kind of said, like, you know, the video, the original video, and I guess if, if the demand signal's there, I'll post them. But um, it was like, hey, man, you know, I heard you were a great, huge fan of Jocko. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of JP. I'm following all of these guys. When I say I dive down the hole, down the, the rabbit hole, I went deep. Like, I'm falling all the way through it's origin. So, well, here's the thing. It's so outside of the norm of what we're taught in today's society yes. as far as what being a man is, right? And that's why I loved it because I wasn't getting it nowhere else. It's different than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So huge shout out to those guys for 
right. putting people on the path day after day after day after day. And so JP's JP, I sent that video to you and I was you like, know, JP said, it's time for you to hopefully I get to see you on the mats, get back in the jujitsu, stay training. And then it wasn't long. And I think you bought that, bought an origin. Gi. It was the same day. <laughs> uh, maybe jp should just send videos to people and then they'll just sell a gi to every one of them a day i guess so he might be having to make some commission on that or something because <laughs> let me tell you like he sent the video and origin has the best geese on the market so nice and i bought the rift which if you ain't never put a rift on, it's like driving a Mercedes with a fur coat on. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> or like if you haven't ever gotten that four finger inside cross collar grip. Yes. And really had somebody yank it out of your fingers. You're like, oh, that's a good gear. Yeah. And, and you know, it's so lightweight. Like when, when Pete Roberts says it's dry wicking. Oh, let me tell you, it's dry wicking. So I bought that and I bought a rash guard that day. I just have, I just bought one of their standard comp geese. And I remember, um, this is back pre JP sending you this video. And I remember, um, I ordered it and I remember it was a Saturday when it was supposed to get delivered. And we know some people, it's Eastland, Texas, where we live at. It's real small, like 4,000 people or something like yeah, that. Real small. And so we called up some of our friends at the post office to be like, Hey, did we, did George Asherson get a, was there, is there something for me there? And she's like, yeah. So can I come get it? She's like, yeah. So it was pretty awesome. Went to go pick mine up. Man, and you're mine. kicking in the doors. Like, Let yeah. Me get <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I went to Keller that time, talked to JP about you. And then you got back. On I got the back on the path. I mean, where were you, where were you training at mostly? Is that when we started the transition into like that's when your the Bible house? Study. That's when the Bible study. That's when the Bible study well, kicked. Which Bible study? Well, the Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu Bible study. The Jesus and so, Jiu-Jitsu Bible study. Well, that's when I started boot camping with yeah, uh, you were, the spot. You were 4 a.m. 4 a.m., getting up, working out. I mean, it was a lot of cardio, just cutting off that little weight I gained, which I gained probably 20 pounds. But mm. I, I'm so young still that I can cut weight quick. And I'll... And, I'm an all or nothing kind of diet guy just because I believe in unmitigated daily discipline and all things. But if, if I get slipping on one thing, everything starts, you know, and it's like one of those mudslides in California where the whole house just falls off the side of the mountain. Pretty much. Yeah. The road, the house, everything. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I can't just moderate moderation for me does not work right. because I'm just, it's the lack of discipline. Like if I'm dieting super hard, I'm not doing cheat days. I don't believe in it. So we brought my mats mm -hmm. to your house. You bought some mats first, right? The tile mat, like the little square mats. Right. Because the puzzle mats. I couldn't train because I money was tight. Money I was, was tight. I was, it was just before my wedding. So, I mean, money was, <laughs> money was more than just tight. Uh, we were eating ramen, <laughs> as they say. Um, and I was just like, I can't train at a full-time school. But what I can do is once or twice a week, I've got a buddy of mine who was interested in training. I knew very little. You know what I mean? I knew a Kimura. I knew an Americana. 
I knew what side. You knew the mode. basic guard, top guard, yeah. mount. Not how to pass real good. No, under these, not where you should be working from. No, nothing like that. Nothing flashy. You know what I mean? I knew one. No, no one razzle deep dazzle. Guard. Yeah, one deep half guard pass. That was okay. it, or sweep. I mean, uh-huh. and uh, that's it. That we were grinding. I no, used to call it no back. bolos. <laughs> no bolos. Okay, no. I uh, I used to call it backwater BJJ. Like. We were in the middle of the sticks and just a couple of white belts, Jocko white belts, just watching videos and learning just a little bit. That's of when run. you and you guys, that was a, that's the house you live in right now. You have that spare room, right? Had a spare room, laid those mats down. And then I was like, dude, I got these two mats right here. Right. And we took one. We took one. Right. And we put it over there and then we did the Bible study. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember how who, that started. Who was there? Like the first one? Just me, you, and Shannon, it no? Was, no, it was me, me you, Shannon, Shannon, and Ethan. Bloodsoe? Yeah, Bloodsoe. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe Hull. Maybe Hull. It. Was... it was just us. I remember we just got into the Word a little bit. We got into God's Word. Mm-hmm. Got spiritually strengthened. And then we just got on the mats and had fun. We're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's been 30 weeks 30 since weeks. we started that. 30 weeks. Just it doesn't matter if there's two or twenty or thirty five or ten. We just always do it the same way. Yeah, I mean we've had we've had upwards of almost thirty people at one yeah. time, and you know we like this last week we had four. Four it doesn't matter. Us. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Doesn't like, matter. We, God will have there who He wants to be there. Right? right. Right. And we started that, and we were doing so. We were doing the Bible study, and we started getting spiritually attacked. Just a little bit, nothing super crazy. Some pitter patter, spiritual attack. Yeah. And as we were training more, all of a sudden, you were like, "You should compete," and I was like, "I don't know about that." <laughs> I was like, "You got a rift, ye? What are you doing? Let's I was like, go, bro." I uh, I don't even train at a real school right now. <laughs> and he was like, "You should compete," and we go, and we. He sends me a message that says, hey, I'm competing at a, a com- competition called Tap Out Cancer. And I was like. Tap Cancer Out. Tap Cancer Out. That's my bad. Um, and I was like, no. <laughs> I, I was like against it because I was like, I don't feel like my jujitsu is there. To, and you were like, you can win it, bro. You can win it. And I, You I, got I, this. Now, I weigh 240 pounds at that time. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not real tall. I'm six foot, but I'm broad. So I carry a lot of weight and I fight in the ultra heavyweight division. And we the walk big boys, the, the big boys for sure. The grip it and rip it. And lazy jujitsu, lazy, <laughs> lazy jujitsu. Grind. What did you say? Burn and grind or something? What do you say? Uh, that's what Goon says. Br- burn and Smash and burn. Goon. Smash and burn. <laughs> Smash and burn. <laughs> and, you know. We walked in there. Shout out to Goon. Shout out to Goon. We'll get we'll get there. That's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> so we'll have him here. Oh, we will. Yeah, we will. Um, we got to there. We got there, and I just I was like, whoa, it's a whole different environment. It, number one, I signed up. One day you were like dogging me about it. You were like, you need to sign up. You need to sign up. Talking big smack. Big smack. And I was like, fine. I signed up, sent you the picture of me signed up. And, and I was like, like, oh, no, I got to do it, too. You were like, I'm not even I'm not even signed up, bro. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and I asked you, I remember asking you, I was like, what do I say? Who do I say I'm fighting under? And you were like, oh, you're fighting under Zilla BJJ. 
And that's before conceptually conceptually a school <laughs> that doesn't exist at that time. And we it didn't exist. Mm-mm. It did not exist. No, no logo. No, not no, no logo. Nothing. <laughs> well, Academy address. 412 South Cottley by us. <laughs> I've got a four by six bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's too small. But um were we doing was I doing privates in that room? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you were doing privates in the room. And we were doing Jesus. We moved from your house, Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu, to here, yes. To my house. Yes. Because I was like, dude, we're gonna just start inviting whoever will come. Right. Right. And I was like, I love Shambam and I don't want people I don't know at your house. Right. And it and it was a valid concern. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but well, you're brand new newlyweds. You yeah. don't need a whole bunch of people in your house. Yeah. I've had five kids in this house. Like, I got a couple dogs, and ain't no big deal, right? right. So we yeah, still Roxy we brought will both. Get them. We brought, <laughs> Roxy, the Christian German the, shepherd, the best Christian on this planet. <laughs> hey, so we put the two mats in Faith's bedroom. Faith got in trouble. Yeah, my 15 year old, she got in trouble. I made her move back into her brother's bedroom. Jet, who's Little gangster. He was six at the time. Yeah. So they moved. I made her go because she couldn't be responsible enough to have that room. She is be- much better now, I got to say. <laughs> but I took that room from her and put those mats in there. We yeah. put those mats in there. We taped them even. We put tape on them. Yep. We had both those mats. We were getting official with the tape. We, we thought we were so <laughs> legit. And then so we put those mats in there. We started doing private lessons in there. Mm-hmm. We started doing Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. And dude, some of the best pictures that we got are just that room filled up like 15 25 people in that one little one match one yeah. match going at a time well yeah one match going at a time that's all we had starting from the knees <laughs> like started, there was no takedowns but we got some of the some of the people that train with us now that are the core group started from that room correct you know what i mean because we got hector pc pc started there mm-hmm. matt matt um you know hector you know, he, he might not be able to train a whole lot. This is not a I, dig on him. No. no, he listen. The second the second Hector is able to train. Oh, it's going to be killing crazy. He's good he right just now. one of those guys. Yeah, he's he crucifixed me last time he was in town. He's been out of town for how long and should have no right in the world to ever put me in a crucifix. Dude crucifix me. So he's it's one of those guys that like they got it right. Some people right out the gate. 50 pounds. 100. Yeah. 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm 280. There's no way right. in the world that man should have been able to get me. And it was deep. It was deep. I just sat the round out. <laughs> you were like, oh, real I'm proud t- of that? I'm chilling now. That's just to say how good Hector is, is naturally talented. Right. Yes. And he's, he's great. So, yeah, so we still have the same core group of people that still train with us, the triple OGs from the bedroom on Connolly the Street. Bedroom back in the day. <laughs> now we have. You know, little Zilla BJJ, we're, we're over there by the courthouse doing our thing, doing our Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu Bible study still on Sunday. Um, oh, by the way, that competition that I did, uh, yeah, I got waxed. It did was you? Not, yeah, it was not good. I don't want to talk about what happened to me that day. I, d- I did learn a new move that day. Oh, yeah? Tell, a, what you tell, us, tell us about it. What is it called? Uh, it's, I don't not, know. it's not a Gamby roll. It's a, a Peterson, Peterson roll. roll. Peterson roll, yeah. Let me tell you, that's a great I, I'm move. Feeling, listen, I'm feeling shots fired right I'm now. Not, no, I'm not talking a little smack. Bit. Shots of shot, no, shots Goon's are fired. Goon's going to listen to this. He's, like, <laughs> He's learning, yes. <laughs> so I got Peterson rolled. I got bread cuttered in my first match. Fought the same guy, Goon. Got Peterson rolled. I was up on points. Had him turtled. And he Peterson rolled me. 
And every time you do it while we're training, I'm, I try to crank your neck off your head. You do. You do crank my neck off. But I, You've only it, bled like four out of the five times that you've Peterson rolled me. Yeah, yeah. I have PTS bad. Peterson roll. PTS <laughs> Peterson TSD. Okay, we'll roll with that. I guess. <laughs> um, and then my match didn't go very well either. I, I mean, first competition, my blood is like the adrenaline has dumped. I'm Did you get like, tunnel vision? Um, I got tunnel vision hard. I didn't hear a word you said at all. And I'm loud. And you were loud. You were Extremely. like move, move, move. like I uh I remember I walked out there, fought a guy named Corey Kick. Dude's a great dude. Great dude, great competitor. And uh I remember he he pulled guard and butterfly sweep me. Um <laughs> And I'm I'm a big dude, and if you pick me up in the air, I, I get real nervous. I get I get real nervous if you pick me up in the air. And it, was, it was it was rough. And it was I mean it was rough. I, I got I lost. I got armbarred. Number one, I got armbarred. So that was in the match, and I was down on points, fifteen to zero. Um, <laughs> being real vulnerable right now. Being, I talked about a second ago, um, but it was not good. But you know what? I walked into that room. With no connections, knew nobody, you know, met Lionel Maha. That's his name, right? Yeah. Maha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lionel Maha. Juan Tatum was there. Juan Tatum was there. Met all these dudes who, you know, they know my coach. I don't know him, but you know what? I felt like I did yeah. because when you walk into a jujitsu competition, you know nobody, but at the same time, you know everyone. Yeah, it's really it's a cool it's a cool environment. It takes a little bit of getting used to to begin with, but I think what I think like. Um, so one of my favorite things to go do is to go watch a fight to win because fight to wins um, really opened my eyes. You know, coming from a very diverse background where I was born and raised in the Bay Area in California, there's all different nationalities, all different styles of people, tall, short, skinny, different colors from all over the world, right? And so, and, and it's like that all over a lot of places in Texas too. But when you go to a place like it's it's at Gilly's sometimes in Dallas, and they got this huge mat out, and they got the walkout music, and you got the teams walking out, and they're playing the walkout music, and everybody's around there, and they're all cheering. The teammates from different teams are, you know, it doesn't matter if you flew in on a helicopter or if you flew in the Learjet that day and had a limousine take you there, or if you rode in on a moped or if you took an uber or if it doesn't matter what social or economic background what where you're from who you believe is the almighty and none of that matters at that point to see everybody come together for one thing right, right it yeah. blew my mind well the cool thing about jujitsu is that you know no matter how much money you have sure you could get you could get the best coaches in the world you know what i mean sure you could do that you could pay people to get great coaching but if you don't put the work in it doesn't matter and that's that's such an equalizer such an equalizer that the mat doesn't lie the mat does not lie they and you know like jocko and leif and jp call it the mats of justice because i mean it's there's something so fundamental about just fighting i just know that if i go into competition thinking that i'm I'm in shape and ready to go, and then I end up on my back, and I know real quick that I wasn't ready. You know, my cardio wasn't where it needed to be. My 
input wasn't where it needed to be, you know? And I think the same goes too with any kind of thing that you do. I mean, especially if you have a ministry, if you have ministry and, uh, you know, in teaching Sunday school class and being a youth leader for as long as I was a youth leader, if I wasn't, if I wasn't studied up and I wasn't ready to, to teach God's word, if I wasn't ready to come correct to like, you know, give everything I got to that ministry, dude, it showed, Yeah, it showed and I fell short. And I think that there's so much similarity between, you know, what you give, what you really go strive for with God and anything that we do in our life, you know? And I mean, it's just awesome that you and I have been able to figure out um, how to keep Jesus in our jujitsu, you know? And sure. that that's the corner, first. the cornerstone that it's built on to begin with for us. Number one is, is Christ and what he does for us there, you know? And I think that, um, you know, I think we have people that come that don't go to church. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. We you don't, know? we don't. But you um, know, if we don't minister to them through something that they love, who will? Well, and it's it's you know, it's genuine, right? Yes, for sure. Like we're not, we don't have the didgeridoo out, blow no smoke, smoke up someone's yeah, butt. No. You know what I mean? We, we we keep it real and um, cut. It cuts you. I think I think that in anything that especially if it has to do with God if you, if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable if you don't put your guard down to bear your scars then people aren't going to really be able to believe everything that you say because you know I could tell you about all these things that I've done and brag about how I done them on my own and it would be a lie so you wouldn't hear the genuine that reverberates in my voice when I'm keeping it real. If I told you, look, I'm a scumball. I've been home, da, da, da. I've been met down, been locked up, da, 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 da. I don't have anything today but by the grace of God because I suck. It's truth and it's real. And people gravitate towards it right now. Gen- gen- genuineness is something that is just not out there. No, no, nobody, nobody does it anymore. And I mean, it's it's kind of crazy because you've been my coach, not just in jujitsu, but my spiritual coach for since I was like in sixth grade, like twelve, no, like yeah, like twelve years old, ten years old, smacking on the table, yelling about the Lord. Oh, it was. If a diesel truck comes through this wall right now, oh, it, it was, crushes you all the way up. Do you know where you're gonna go? You're like, no. Well. Little ten year old Brett, like, no sir, no sir, I don't. <laughs> I remember the day the day I got saved. Um, it was in it was January of twenty fourteen. That um, was that's back in the day. It is back in the day. I mean that's ooh, I'm not even gonna say how long that's been, bro. <laughs> that's like eight years. And uh you know, I remember it was my my brothers, my younger brothers, my younger stepbrothers. It was the first time they've ever been. Dude, they were freaked out. Oh, hard. They were like sitting there and you smacked the table, I remember. And you like picked the table up. I remember you picked the table up and you like put it on the ground. And their eyes. Dusty's and Benjamin's eyes were so big. Like like um, cue balls. They were so big, dude. <laughs> I remember. But I was like sitting there and I was smiling because I knew I had made the decision that I'm going to get saved today. Now, in my little kid brain, I was like, I got to wait till big church and get it done. I didn't know that you could just get it done right there. Right. But I was like, today's the day. It's happening. 
and I we like walked into the service and you know um Jody was like I had a message on I don't remember what it was he was like but I had to change it he was like God was like you're doing salvation today I remember that like Jody switched his, his message to salvation our pastor Jody Forbes yeah. um, and we started I mean and that, that was the day I got saved which we'll go our next podcast will be about our testimonies but, yeah um yeah I mean we it's been a long road like it's been a culmination and when you look at it from that three detached perspective I mean it's been such a long road from just the spiritual side of it and then the, the physical because if I look at it back in 20, 2018 of whenever I decided to lose weight, it's all culminated to this. Because now I know, at the time, I thought I was just doing it for me. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I know that. God was like, you're going to have this realization now so that in two years, whenever I start calling you to do ministry with the podcast and the, the Bible study, that you have to be physically and mentally fit well, mostly fit <laughs> to be able to do those because at 310 pounds, I couldn't do it. And I mean, 310 pounds, 17, 18 years old with knee mm-hmm. problems, that's no way. No, I'm too young for that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you, you, people say, well, you know, you'll hear the common expression. Oh, I had a come to Jesus moment. And, you know, some people use it. Some people, when, when I say I had one of those moments, yeah, it's almost like out of body. Like if you detach from something like a situation, you're emotionally invested in a, in a situation and you're just deep. Your emotions are raging. You're super angry. And then all of a sudden you think, no, hold on. Let's think, let's think about this for a second. And you take a step back and you really detach, like really, truly detach. That's what it felt like. Like you're you're unplugged, like you just got unplugged, and you're looking at the situation. And when I got unplugged, I was I looked down at my belly and I was like, "This is not okay." That was mine too. Is my profile? I was like, "Oh my gosh, bro!" Tying your shoes to work out. You yeah, know what I like, mean? <gasps> I remember. I remember one of my buddies. He was he um he, they were building a tank with the dozer, and he's just hopping around the banks of this empty tank like a gazelle or something just bing bang bing bang, bing <laughs> and i remember i'm going <gasps> and i would just i remember that moment in time like like as if it was yesterday just unhealthy bad and the more unhealthy i felt that i was um the less i wanted to help anybody else too it was really right. tough you know and I also, and you know, I was, I was like, I want to be able to play with my kids whenever I have them. You know, obesity runs in my family, and that's part of just being a low income family. Low income family, I think there's Doritos, hamburgers, cheese, up. taco don't, salad. Don't forget the ranch style beans. What are they? Oh, the ranch style ranch beans. beans. Yeah, very important. That. Veggies. But here's the thing: no veggies. The ranch style beans, not vegetables. Yeah, but not the- really. Not when you put them in there like that. <laughs> But with, I think statistically, there's probably some statistics out there. I, don't quote me on this, but lower income families are going to be more obese. It's so expensive to eat, right, dude? Right. So whenever I'm 
you know, I gained a bunch of weight. I'm not blaming my parents. It's just the fact of the matter is that's what happened. They were trying to put food in all y'all's bellies. Yeah. And I mean, grinding hard. Like my stepfather worked at a, a tire shop for 20 years. And I mean, hard work, hard work. And this is before he got into oil field. And that ain't, that ain't any easier. No. You know what I mean? And I mean, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah. For sure. Like we have, like I said, we, we had five kids and I still got two in house, you know, just trying to, trying to make enough food for everybody to eat. It's crazy. Especially if you're trying to be, trying to elevate yourself. We had three teenage boys too at the time and we were just getting after it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Three just monsters. Just. And we, and we had four, my, my mom and my stepfather had four. Yeah. Um, just. Two, two little skinnier dudes. That Dude, had a them. bunch of stinky socks. I bet at Chell's house. Oh, it's nasty. Oh my gosh. You gotta think, bro. Like two, Ow. two fourteen-year-old boys. <laughs> two fourteen-year-old boys. Probably one of the grossest age between twelve and fourteen. Yeah, and that's kind of why I pointed that out because that's the nastiest age. God, they're filthy. And then two eleven-year-old boys. Mm. And the two eleven-year-old boys—that's that skinny type, but can eat for days. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like me and Morgan, kind of the same build, can eat like monsters. Everything in the house. Never washing your sheets. No. <laughs> no. Kids never wash no. their sheets, dude. I would I would like No sheet mattress. Sometimes. Sometimes. Will your mom put one on? No. I'll, I'll put it on. I just won't wash it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I mean just roughing it, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And but y'all were y'all were drugged to church. Oh yeah, we did not miss, no. and that's and that's the product of my stepfather. You know, I think he kind of he taught me the basic forms of discipline and how discipline equals freedom. But I was so stupid, and and here's whenever I was younger, I was so loyal to my biological father. Yeah, and um, I was like, my last name's Hart. It's not Porter. Mm. Like people would call me Porter, and I was ready to fight. Yeah, and I just, just was not. That's just it. being young. Yeah, and that's just being young. That's you just being I mean? young. And There's he, nothing personal there. I remember the day it connected. I remember the day it connected for me. We were, we, uh, and he's loud and he yelled, but I was, I was so stupid that he would yell and scream at me, and I would just yell and scream at him back. Mm, little, that's dangerous. Yeah, little five foot eight white kid. That knows absolutely nothing. Plays about, the tuba. Plays the tuba. Knows absolutely nothing about. Where's a beret? World. Where's a beret? And would just <laughs> yell and scream at this six foot two, three hundred and fifty pound man. Lobbing tractor tires yes. like it's nothing. Yeah, because I thought I was some dude or something. What the heck? I know. <laughs> like I live tuba all day, bro. You don't know. You, <laughs> you don't see this know. beret? So, um, I remember we were watering, watering plants. Uh, one day and while we were watering these plants I uh he was like okay uh put the put the water hose back whatever whatever we were doing and I go to put the water hose back and I just kind of throw it just throw it back over there I don't roll it up nice and neat you better roll my hose up boy and I kind of threw it over there and I got away with it there for a second and I like walked around the back of the house and I remember all I heard was brat real loud brat real loud and he uh I walk back over there, and he's laying into me, laying into me, just about you never do anything right, like that kind of thing. Mm. And I, uh, I'm like, 
like a kid, you know, kids kind of cave in their shoulders and they're like looking down like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did. And he was like, you know why we rolled, rolled the water hose up, right? And I was like, why? And he was like, because the next time you pull that water hose out, it'll come out nice and neat and you won't have any kinks. That's why. And, you know, Jocko talks about this, about explaining the why. It's so important. And I looked at it and I went, huh. And it connected. Well, you're smart. You're smart. I'm okay. No, you're pretty smart. At that time, I was pretty stupid. I would maybe book smart. maybe book smart. book smart. Yeah, I mean, what do you want a fourteen year old kid to do? They're they're all right. kind of. I mean, book smart, but I had no real world experience. You know what yeah. I mean? And I thought I might be a little smart dude, but I mean, in the in the real scheme of things, it was. I mean, I just was doing stupid stuff, and we. I mean, he taught me a lot. He was imperfect, sure, but he taught me so much. Yeah, he's good people. But um, you want to keep going or no? Man, bro, let's call it at an hour tonight. Okay. Because okay. I feel like if we kept going, we could just keep going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this will be – so kind of the idea of we, – we really drifted off of the idea of, oh, how did this podcast happen? I mean, we'll just talk. So – um I mean, Maybe we should take notes. We should definitely take notes instead of just talking. And, and you know, when we start getting into our, our more structured podcast, it'll really get a lot better. Right. Um, you know, this was kind of just an open format. We're just Dude, we got format. it. We got it. We got it done. We got it done. Got the That's first one done. Did we ever even think that we were going to get one done? No, never. We, we knew were, it was going to happen, but we hit some roadblocks. It's amazing. We started roadblocks. getting spiritually attacked like nobody's business the second we started receiving stuff from Amazon. Yeah, the moment I bought the soundboard, like, Dude, it got real. it got real. Like, to the point I had a core family member. Like, uh, by core family member, I mean father, mother, brother, sister, son, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, call me, and it was like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. I did something, you know, something happened, blah, 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 whatever. I'm going to kill myself. And, you know, the spiritual attack was serious. Oh, my gosh. And we... 100%. I mean, but we were like sitting there and we got thrown off our haunches there a couple of times. And we were like laying on the ground. We were like for, for weeks, for weeks, months, months, months. But I mean, I just feel like literally the last three weeks, four weeks has just been brutal. Like getting smacked in the yeah. forehead with a two by four. Yeah. I, sometimes I look at you uh, before we train before class at jujitsu and some days you'll come in there and I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like. We're like, what's up, bro? How are you? Love you, love you too. Hug, you know, the whole thing. Slap hands, knuckles, look at you, look at me. And I'm like, dude, we had a rough one today. Yeah. And I know, I know the devil doesn't want this podcast to go. No, but. But here it is. Here it is. The one is down. The one is down. Praise God. Um, Like I said, though, we'll we'll get deeper into it. We'll go. We've got stuff like porn addiction oh i did say that oh did my, you oh my gosh <laughs> uh porn addiction and keeping your guard up that's the one i'm, I'm super expi- excited about hey, keeping your head on a swivel physically mentally and spiritually that and your spiritual guard when you're about to roll with someone that, that one's that was one of the ones that set us on this journey that one yes that one's super has important. to be in the top we've got to do it in the first five for sure maybe the yeah. third one yeah and this next episode is going to be legit the testimony. 
the testimony with you and Nicole. We we haven't even said anything about you and Nicole and her cancer and all that. No, we're gonna leave that one for the next one. All right. All right. Well, this is Jesus and Jiu Jitsu episode one. Done. Done. <laughs>